This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yoy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy! We talking about Twitter. Ripple yoy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We mock ourselves. Guys, it's March. You know what I mean? Late March. Just because you're the infinite and mesmeric light of eternal consciousness shining through the glistening but fractured lens of the individual human experience, doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy high-quality internet content. It might be the end of the high-quality internet content <laughs> era. Is this the last hurrah for Twitter where I get all my hot and toxic Steeler takes? <laughs> Could this be the final What Jin's talking about? <laughs> I'm Kyle Kreiss. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And when they take, when they took the blue check marks away, I said nothing. But when they took, uh, I don't know, I figured, I'm, you, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But. Yeah, well, when they took all the check marks away, I continued to say nothing because everyone else just kept shouting so loudly. Yeah, but then they came for my check mark. <laughs> And I turned and I said, why aren't you saying anything? And then they said, because we, we're all off Twitter. We all bailed. <laughs> it's the end of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. It could be the end of hot takes. Hmm? That'd be great. But no, it's not. It won't ever be. They'd, we'll be putting hot takes and hieroglyphs and cave paintings again, should it come to that. It's just going to make our job a little harder. But I, we're here for you, Steeler Nation. <laughs> we love Steeler Nation. Mm. Just like Coach, well, it doesn't matter. I can't find it now. <laughs> we love Steeler Nation. Love it. Mm-hmm. If this is the end of Twitter, we will find your hot takes. We will search Reddit. We will search YouTube. We will search. We shoot. Will I go to 4chan? Even I don't know. Uh, no, no. I mean you will. I mean I'll get you a hazmat suit. I'm going to stay at home and far from that. But yeah, I think you need a lawyer before you. Uh, <laughs> All right, enough caucus. We are here to expose the hot and toxic takes of Steeler Nation. Uh, coming up in the second half, uh, a special, you know, a, a special treat because it's the second annual Jaggies mm. Award. We're going to have Jim Stam from the Pirates Fan Forum podcast. Mm. He ranked the 10 worst Pittsburgh Twitter accounts for the second year. Oh, some some old familiar favorites are in the list. <laughs> cross sports crossover. Maybe you, if you're listening, is your is your name Tommy Jaggy? Or you? No, no, he, that's he's not on the list. <laughs> All right, enough, enough uh, caucus. That's coming up in the second half, but coming up in the first half, it's con season. Con season, still thriving. Con said the free agency isn't done yet. That's right. So con season continues into April. April showers bring con flowers. I trademark that. There you go. So let's get to the tweets. <whistles> Starting with at Blitzberg still one Big Ben's burner. LOL, you have to be ishing me. First L of the con Weidel era. Terrell Edmonds signs with Philly. Ah, con! You, you, were, you were batting a thousand for the first 10 days of free agency. Now a big L. Terrell Edmonds no longer on the squad. I'm I'm personally bummed. Um, Be- big Ben's burner isn't the only one. Mm-hmm. At Steeler Nation. Steeler Nation letting Terrell Edmonds walk is Omar Khan's first big mistake. Hmm. Shoot, the consensus is in. Con. Mm-hmm. Losing record now. What? 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 what how, how did? How did Con let this happen? I mean, you know what? I, I, I was surprised that uh, with that Edmund signed elsewhere, particularly for the money that he did. The one thing I do definitively know that I feel quite confident in saying is that if they'd wanted to offer Edmonds more money, they would and could have. 
is uh, that's I mean that sound that sounds right is uh, is Khan being stingy, man? What well, we thought, you know, we thought that uh, Khan. It seemed like in times past, like it wasn't players gave team friendly deals to the team, and the team helped out players as well. I think of the Chooks contract, or I think of the hell, even Juju's one year, eight million. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben never complained about his contract. Right. I, I didn't think of Steelers of being Deontay. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think I can't think of. Uh, of them, you know, being this stingy, really. Well, that's just it. I don't think they were stingy. I do tend. To, I mean, I, I what I again, what I know is they could have offered more money, and from that, what I think is they didn't want to. Um. Well, you're. You know, you seem to be in agreement with at Nate four two seven Nate four two seven. No, Con made the right call. Nobody knew Edmonds better than Con and Tomlin. They saw week after week, year after year of him making no big plays. He will be easily replaced. He never moved the needle. Um, you know, no splash plays in twenty twenty two but it was probably his, I don't know, if, it, if not his best season, certainly better than 2021. Certainly. He had some very good seasons. The only part of that tweet I really do agree with is nobody knew Edmonds better than Con and Tomlin. I don't know about, he. I don't know that he'll be easily replaced. And I don't know that he didn't move the needle to use like three negatives in a sentence. <laughs> but I, I do think that they think they can replace him in some way. And I, again, like I was telling you right over here, I, I, Mark Cabali said it, what I said, something I really agreed with the other day. They seem to have a plan in place. I don't know what it is. Uh, insider Kabali, um, um, you know, I look back at Artie, not Artie Burns, Sean Davis, mm-hmm. second round pick. We we had no problem throwing him in as a starting role then. You yeah. know, we think that you know it has to be now. It's like oh, it has to be the seventeen, and we'll get to mock season in a bit. But mm-hmm. um, but you know, heck, if forty nine or even if eighty one is a safety, I guess that could be a contributor there. Certainly, and it's and I think Sean Davis is a very instructive example because he's someone else taken with a high draft pick that you know was a starter early but never really became an impact player. Okay, okay, all right. Impact, you know, impact more than just being available. Available, you know, right. T. 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 Edmonds' availability is his, and, and, and I think that was just it. I think he was great, but I do think you know that that's always going to be the knock on Trowman. So here's the guy they took instead of Lamar. I mean, remember when people were complaining about that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. Um, okay, so con season. Otherwise, we're kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he. We're expecting more moves. Um, he promised more moves, but I could see the moves being kind of chill now until after the draft. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Or it's because, and the other part of it too, which we always kind of forget, is that like somebody surprising gets cut at surprising times. I mean, uh, the Ogan, remember Ogan Joby's only here because he failed a physical with the Bears and then to it retired. I mean, that's, you know, that that's a weird Plinko uh, bank shot of uh, improbability. So, I mean, it may, it, but I do think a lot. Of this Edmonds thing comes from that fan, you know, need to be like it feels like your team is falling behind, even though again, as Tomlin tells us, it's late March. Yeah, like there is there's so much time to figure this out by mini camp, let alone training camp, let alone the first game, which we don't even know what it is yet. So you know, it's like back or third string quarterback. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. No, don't need to address that now. Um wide receiver, another mm-hmm. wide out to the room. I don't know, you yeah, know, is I that, imagine that'll be coming one way or the other. Yeah. Um you know, you could see one of those vet signings like bring back a Boykin or I don't even know who else is out there. Mm-hmm. Um offensive line, you know, might be might be short up now until the draft. Right. Uh, uh, right, and they they're probably going to add to that one way or the other in the draft. It could be it. Uh, the one thing I did think, and I don't know if we're jumping ahead here, that I think is going to be something we'll have that'll be absolute chaos this year is there's there's one cut down day. They made that rule change, so like there's going to be one day in August where like all of a sudden all these guys are available. It's going to be nuts, right? Just like oh, who got yeah? Every, who's out in the who's out there? Yeah, you're right. Just one cut down day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And I think Tomlin said well, he he didn't he didn't really have anything to say about that, did he? I, I, I mean, I don't think much because I, I I mean he's obviously not thinking about that in as he tells us late March. That's late August. Like I guess that's a plus for the players who. Might be cut, but then get another couple weeks of 
experience and pay, and I couple, guess? Yeah, I think a couple, like that, and I think it might also work out for the teams, too, because then you could be like, hey, we'll trade you this guy for a seven, and that way you don't have to outbid 20 other teams and, you know, to give them more than a veteran contract in two weeks. Or if someone's hurt, you don't mm-hmm. have to say, okay, we, we haven't seen this guy. we got to make a decision. We can mm-hmm. let him play out for the rest of August. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, we're talking August in... Uh, <laughs> You know, in, in late, late March. Late March. It's March. Which shows but how much there is to talk about in late March, too. Guys, it's March. You know what I mean? Late March. Late March. Not even, like early March, we could still be talking about Right, it. exactly. Pre St. Patrick's Day. That's the fine. Super Bowl was just a month behind us. Now mm-hmm. it's late March. Sorry. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's the it's the winter of hell unleashing season. We're the okay. the doldrums of late now. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk a little Tomlin. Okay. Um, at PGH Steelers now, Steelers now. Mike Tomlin signals Steelers identity will be smash mouth football. The quote is: I think a sound running game aids quarterbacks, particularly young quarterbacks. I don't think we're bashing bashful about our intentions there. We won't be moving forward. I don't know what that means. We won't be moving forward, <laughs> but. Uh, love it. We're smash mouth football. We're going to run, run, run. I mean, that makes sense. We got all the linemen. We, it's been heavy on the linemen. It's going to run. It's going to run. So, you know, uh, you know, all the talk, like I know Mark Caballi was like, oh, I hope Kenny opens up the offense. Well, it doesn't seem like we're going to be the greatest show on turf this year. No. And, 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 and I won't mean, I think both of those things can kind of be true, but I also like the idea of it's Kenny's first full season as a starter, you know, quick go into every game and throw 40 to 50 passes. Like, <laughs> ultimately, the running game helps this team in so many levels, particularly because what's the one, you know, and I've heard it from Filippone, but I'm sure a lot of fans have thought about it, is like, how on earth can this team beat Mahomes? How on earth can this team beat Burrow in a big game or something like that? I'd much rather do that having a running back getting five or six yards per carry uh, and keeping those guys on the bench and going down and scoring that way. I mean, you still have to open it up more than like 1996, (laughs) but having a ball control offense, I mean, really, that's how the Eagles almost beat the Chiefs. It's kind of how the Chiefs beat the Eagles. I mean, that methodical moving down and then big plays when you have to. I mean, I always thought that was kind of the subtext of how the hidden reason that they would lose a lot of those big games to Brady was that they could just never run on the Pats consistently and keep Brady on the sidelines. I mean, that in theory, that idea works if you run the ball a lot, control the ball, and then have a big pass rush. I mean, that's never going to go out of style no matter what happens with the rest of the game around the league. None of those games were ever like 17-13, you right. know, kind of like pound them out. Those, they, were, they, they were high-scoring games. It was yes. always had to be because they had to be because the defense had to be on the field a lot because they couldn't run the ball all right i love it smash mouth football bet the under in 2023 (laughs) uh speaking of bets the odds are in at ben anderson 58 ben anderson tomlin haters aren't gonna like this the steelers have surpassed their expected win total more often than any other team in the nfl over the course of his career so the vegas odds came out the plus minus on wins for steelers were 8.5 finally someone has figured out well you know tomlin doesn't have losing seasons maybe we should stop doing the seven and eight bs you know but that's still a losing season. I mean, it's technically not, I guess. I mean, eight and a half would be a tie. Yeah. It, it's funny about it. What I love about this tweet is that the Tomlin haters aren't going to like this. It's the Tomlin haters that caused this. The Tomlin <laughs> haters have made this happen. That's why. That's a big part of why the expected win totals are so low. Remember, it, these bets are not exactly what the handicappers think is what's going to happen. It's what they think you are going to bet on. And you, the Tomlin hater nation, are going to put big bucks on them getting the under on the wins so as to make more money. And yet you lose in multiple ways. Have we just discovered that the, all the big gamblers in Steeler Nation are the haters? Is that why? It's like, where are the optimistic? You know, I see the people with their parlays like, oh, Fryermuth, two touchdowns. and No, those aren't the big betters. They're, all, they're the ones saying zero yards, zero wins. But I think that's just it. I think there's some people like that. that I imagine there's got to be some, like, for lack of a better phrase, split ticket Steeler betters. The ones that are like, yeah, I bet Fryermuth is going to catch two touchdowns and the Steelers are going to win six games this season. Like, <laughs> well, that, yeah, I guess that would that would make you the big, you know, the big winner. <laughs> it's interesting because so yeah, eleven of Tomlin's 17, 16 years have been over the projected win 
uh, mm-hmm. expectation. The underperforming years, you can and you can see why. It's like yeah. ni- 19. Oh, I know. I got some reasons there. Yeah, the duck year, right? Uh-huh. Eight, 18 was that was just when everything went wrong in December. You yeah. know, the the remember like the Joe Hayden pass interference, mm-hmm. the, uh, Xavier Grimble fumble at the goal line, yep. Juju fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone else fumbled. Uh, Stephon Ridley didn't he yeah. fumble? You know. Yeah, there was a lot. There was there was a lot of crazy things happening in eighteen. Yeah, that was right. That was that was yeah. After the Jacksonville comeback, everything kind of went bad. Yep. The curse after Jesse caught it maybe, or maybe after <laughs> Sha- maybe the Shazier was the curse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, I, thirteen and twelve. Those were underperforming years. I can't exactly. Remember. Uh, thirteen. Yeah, uh, twelve is the year they don't make the playoffs because of uh, the Chargers kicked that field goal at the end on what might have been a questionable call. That's the one. Where um, that's right, know, it should have been a penalty, and yeah. they let him kick it anyway. Yeah, yeah. that was it, one of those years. Is the year they start zero and four or zero and five? I want to say that's thirteen. Twelve might have been the year where twelve's the year where it starts with they get blown out at home by the Titans and DeCastro like uh, pops uh, Pouncey's ACL. At, uh, if you remember that, at, um, so the underperforming. Or no, no, no. That's that's thirteen. That's Twelve 13. is the year they opened with the loss in Denver. Uh, uh, Haley's first game to Peyton and the uh, Broncos. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, we, th- there's there's big reasons why there was underperforming years. Mostly, mm-hmm. we can see injuries or or just craziness. And Super Bowl hangover the last two, by the way. Yeah, that's Super Bowl. Yeah, 09 mm-hmm. definitely was the hangover year. And 06. 06. <laughs> All right, let's move on. It is time to... That's right. Mocks. Mock season's back. I see these mocks pick so many names. All of their boards looking all the same. April is coming that the mock should get better. Should, should. <laughs> I don't care about the situation unless your mock has JPJR in the Steelers' place position. That doesn't rhyme. Position. I'm wor- working on new lyrics. <laughs> There's only one way. There's only one way to mock. I'm actually a little bit behind on the mocks. It's like which is a good thing for some of these guys. You know, it's like when I see someone uh, like, "Hey, we had we put a mock up on the 21st, and then they got a new mock on the 25th." I'm just like, "Oh, come on!" Nothing changed in four days. I mean, it's the if you give me there were multiple pro days. I mean that, but even then, like, no. Let's talk. Let's talk pro days. It's a big, mm-hmm. a big. Uh, the mockers. What do we do with these pro days? At Steeler Sank 16, Steeler Sanctuary, Con and Tomlin did not attend the pro days of Illinois, Oregon, or Penn State. That's the schools of the top three corners in the draft. If they skip Maryland, spoiler alert, they skipped Maryland. Mm-hmm. Do we not get a corner at 17? Uh, the history, you know, let's mm-hmm. look at history. Because I heard some people say, oh, you know, you can't go all in on on uh, who, what coach is visiting, what place. And But the history tells us, at least since Ziggy Hood, right. history tells us, Con, not Con, uh, Colbert and Tomlin attend the pro day of the first round pick. Mm-hmm. Not since Ziggy Hood, right? Is it, that was that even a Tomlin era? Ziggy Hood? No, Ziggy Hood is absolutely Tomlin. Okay, era. so uh, yeah. Um, so there's history, there's precedent. Um, that's the only thing we can depend on, right? Uh, but now here we are. Con is new. It could be new, mm-hmm. but no. Illinois, no Oregon, no Penn State, no Maryland, no corner. It, it is weird. I mean, it, it, it. I mean, there's a couple things. One part of me thinks that Tomlin has heard about this. He has to be everywhere and is doing this intentionally to uh, throw people off the trail, which is, of course, what he wants you to think. Uh, very much so. So you're saying it's a double? Are you saying it's a double it, move? It, it he, wants, Tom, he wants you to think it's so. If he's... anyone would do that, it's Tomlin. If anyone would figure that out, it's Coach. It, I- I see. I would just think that he doesn't have his resources and time are so limited that he mm. can't play those games. He wants to see you. Mm. He's, he comes and sees you. you I know? think I I, I I do tend to agree with that, and I think that leads into what my second point was going to be. And I guess I'd never put this together before. Boy, is it dumb to do have a pro day at the same time, or even like right around <laughs> this these like winter meetings or whatever it is we're doing. That is so asinine, right? You yeah. It's like uh, you know I, that's specifically Penn State because. 
they were at those meetings. It's right. like, why? It's like, and moreover, I mean, again, there's, there's, I understand there's a lot of colleges, all this, but there's not that many big colleges with that many players. You can stagger this out. You don't have to do them all in one day or all in the same. I mean, you can do, everyone gets a different day, gets a different, I mean, this is just so weird to me that they don't seem to do it with any kind of uh, uh, set schedule to be like, okay, it's us. Come see us in our school just today. Like, I've trained myself to hate it. I yeah. do. I do too. Because I was excited for JP Junior. And like, we you can't zoom into the Arizona meeting to show up at Penn State uh, with the uh, Porter there. Right now, if anything would be the exception mm-hmm. to the rule, wouldn't it be Joey Porter Junior? Right. Exactly. I, I that'd be the one guy, the guy they've literally seen since he was a kid that would run, you know, wind sprints against Antonio Brown or whatever back in camp when he was a kid. But it. Uh, but I mean, by that same token, I think they'd be have just is happy maybe with the kid you'd think the kid from illinois or the kid from oregon and that you know it's it, it could also be again you know my stance on all this none of those three are going to be there with at 17 so i i don't think any of them so I, I i i wonder if coach agrees with me on that but um but hey it's who knows i i, I don't know um it, you, I, I can't remember it's been a long time since it was this i have no clue what's going to happen in the first round and 32 you know we're kind of operating under the assumption that 32 it's like, well, if you didn't see the pro date, are you still eligible then at 32? Right. You know, it's, it's like, a, is it a first round pick? Is it not? Where does it go in these roles? Like, you, I'm moving my shoulders as I say this in a mocking manner. You certainly value it. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. you you would think you'd want to. It's about, I feel like these things are about meeting. The, it's like the job interview. Sure. Mm-hmm. We've seen on tape what you can do. Like you see on a resume what mm-hmm. someone can do. But it's like meeting them and, you know, and seeing what flavor wings they get. Go like eating that pizza with Omar Khan. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Omar Khan is a good eater. I, I, someone did ask Coach about, like, what's your relationship with Khan? And he's like, he's a New Orleans boy. He loves to eat or something. I'm <laughs> yes, like, okay. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I don't know if I want. A stereotype I was unaware of. Yeah, yes. I think I'd rather be the guy known as being available than <laughs> the guy being the big food guy. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. At C. Adamansky Trib, Chris Adamansky from mm-hmm. Tribune Review. Letting Steven Sims go and not signing any veteran uh, wide receiver two weeks into free agency has tipped the Steelers' hand that they absolutely intend on drafting a wide out during the first two days of the draft, which is what they always do. Wide receivers taken on day two, five out of the past six years. I mean, I, I, I they're going to add a receiver in this draft. It could be a tight end, uh, uh, like one of those big catching ones. But yeah, they're going to add a, a receiver. At um, I, I I don't know if you had this in here, but I think I it, it, sometime this week they were at the North Carolina Pro Day, and one of the co- and apparently the one the big wide receiver at North Carolina was told by the Steelers, "You've had the cleanest workout we've seen in years." Oh, and I don't know what that means exactly. The cleanest, workout. the cleanest. That was the exact word he used that the Steelers had told him. I don't know. Oof. I mean, right. it, yeah. Is that, is, that, is that even a compliment? It's like, hey, what'd you think, coach? <laughs> I, I, I did my best out there. Man, we haven't seen a workout that clean. <laughs> clean. Right. Clean. I, it's like, oh, it's like, is that like after the game, if, you're, if your jersey is right, dirty? Right, you right, exactly. You didn't slide a lot at, here in uh, uh, North Carolina. I don't know. But I but I mean, it's, but I mean, I, I, but I'm sure whatever that line is, they don't say that to, uh, I, like, they don't say it to everybody. So, I mean, I, I, I they're going to add some kind of receiver. I don't even know if it's necessarily on day two. Maybe you get, you know, some. Uh, I mean, Martavis wouldn't have been a day two guy in our uh, modern you're thing. Right, you're and, right. Um, he was a fourth rounder, right? Right. So that there could be some guys like that. So it, uh, but I, they're going to add a wide receiver. That I feel very confident in saying. And Austin was a fourth rounder. Austin right? was a fourth rounder. Yeah, yes. So maybe right around there. Do we? Wait. Do we have a fourth rounder? Yeah, we do. We have a fourth round. Right. It's. It's. They don't have a fifth and a sixth this year. I don't think. So maybe fourth so. round is it? You know. If, mm-hmm. I mean. We. You know. I mean. What do I know? What do right. I know? But I, I do believe they're going to add some kind of receiver. I don't think that's uh, a, a tough assumption at all. You almost have to because if one of the, if, if yes. someone gets injured, then your starters are Calvin Austin and uh, Gunnar Gazunta. Right, you know? exactly. Yes, you're absolutely in trouble. So, yeah, you have to add someone one way or the other. Okay, how about at Cam Blurn, Cameron Blackburn, Brian Branch may not make it to 32, but he's a reach at 17. Y'all spent five years screaming about Edmonds as a bust. Now you want to run it back. If that's the plan, it's a bad plan. Safety at 17? Um, Brian Branch is the safety out of Alabama. He is getting mocked a lot at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but and we and they were at Alabama's pro day. Certainly, um, I, I would hope that would be one to always make. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, um, you, I mean, you would think all the Big Ten, right? The, Big, Big so, Ten, SEC, ACC, Pac twelve, or whatever it is. They, those are Big Twelve. It seems each of those should have their own day. And we, anyway, <laughs> yes. So uh, mm-hmm. safety, safety at seventeen. I mean that 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 feels like a lot, but like it's. There is also a world where all the tackles are gone, all the cornerbacks are gone. Uh, there's not even like a reach edge rusher. Nobody wants to trade down with you like three picks or something and give you an extra third or something, and get, so you can draft branch there. It uh, they could be in a no man's land there, which is still fine because it was worth beating the Raiders and Ravens. <laughs> um, our own Andrew Wilbar says he's ninety percent, according to his sources he's 90% certain Mm -hmm. that the Steelers will trade down from either, you know, he didn't, either 17 or 32 or maybe even 49, trade down um, to get more picks. We only have seven. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Omar himself, I believe, said that he's not counting out trading up even. Right. Which surprised me more because it's like we don't have the draft capital. Right. Do we even have the need that much to... So if they have their... Who who do they have their eye on if they want to trade up? I mean, that's... The only thing I can think is one of the corners or one of these super tackles with the idea being that, like, you know, you're not going to be able to get any of these kinds of players later on. It, uh, But, I mean, but that also could be the kind of state... I mean, because while we have a track record of where Tomlin goes and where he does it, we don't have any kind of track record for Kong and what he says in these things versus his actions. So he could be a guy that, hey, he's putting the smoke out there. Or he could be a guy that's like, absolutely, I'm going to trade up. Let me tell you that as loudly as possible. Yeah, maybe that's him trying to play the game and everyone's mm-hmm. going, are you really trading up? Maybe he's right. trying to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll trade up. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Kevin Costner movie. Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Hey, I, you know, I, we're ready for a sequel. And um, maybe Khan is ready. There should be a draft. Like, draft day should be a series of movies. It shouldn't be just... It should uh, like like the White Lotus, where each, yes. each one is a new cast, and we can do a new scenario. Oh, absolutely! And again, as, as some of you may know, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, the original script that sold it's the Bills and not the Browns. Oh. The league made them change it because there's an entire subplot about the team moving to Toronto. Oh, <laughs> I like that. It's not a bad movie. No, it's, it's not. not. My, my, I mean, my mother and aunt are as biggest Steeler fans as they as, as, as there's ever been, and they'll watch it anytime it's on. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not a bad movie at all. All right. Uh, let's do a quick mock roundup. We're going long in the first half, but um, no one listens to the second half anyway, right? <laughs> You've probably already tuned out by now, anyway. So, all right, we, we're up to um, we've we've added fifteen. I've added fifteen more mocks to you know from the masses. There have been plenty, but mm-hmm. I, so we're up to seventy-two mocks, twenty-two different players, mm-hmm. and the the you know the clear leader right now is still Joey Porter Jr. He gained four. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest gainer this week, mm-hmm. he gained four. He's up to 18 mocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind that, Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee, he gained one. He's up to seven. Mm-hmm. Deontay Banks, the corner from Maryland. Well, yeah. Right. Hey. Might mm-hmm. need to cross that off the list. He's at six mocks. He gained one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tackle from Georgia, Broderick Jones, he's up to six. Mm-hmm. Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama, he gained two this week. He's up to five. Mm-hmm. Devon Witherspoon, the corner from Illinois, he gained three. He was a oh, wow. big. He was uh, the next biggest gainer. Okay. Gained three, up to five. Uh-huh. Um, but we didn't. I mean, we didn't do that pro day, right? So did we cross <laughs> that. I'm kind of putting asterisks. Right, you have to. You have to. And then after that, it's uh, Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson, Dewan Jones, the tackle from Ohio State, and uh, the uh, uh, on the rise from mm-hmm. Pitt, the tackle. Uh, Kalia Casey, Kalijah Casey, Casey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's looking like if you cross out the ones that that we haven't gone to the pro days, it's looking like Joey Porter Jr. a tackle or this Brian Branch safety. Yeah, and it's interesting because a few of the drafts I've looked at that have them getting Joey Porter Jr., each of them have something happening before the Steelers that's, like, bizarre or, like, not necessarily expected. Like, somebody trades up for this one running back out of Texas or, like, all the quarterbacks go, all five of them. 
Like there's that's all, what we need, right? We need it, these quarterbacks. It, to, there's got to be a run on quarterbacks, and there's got to be a run on pass rushers. Like I think those are the once once those are gone, and and some of the big D tackles, like somebody has to take the guy from Georgia that would have been the top pick if he hadn't been like hot rodding or something. Like all those guys have to go, and then maybe Joey Porter Jr. gets there. Like. All right, well, the insiders are weighing in. We've got the first Steelers.com mock where they literally have to say, uh, you know, attention, these views do not right. represent <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. So these insiders are not, uh, you know, don't mm. trust these insiders on their inside info. Anyway, we've got Pursuta and Williamson both mocked Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Lolly went uh, with Brian Branch, the mm-hmm. safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Filippaldo over at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette went Darnell Wright, the tackle. I will also say that Williamson did one at Kovacevic's site, and he had Joey Porter Jr. go 16th to the Commanders. Oh. So that's where I, I think at that point he had Brisset, the, uh, oh, the, the okay. tackle, defensive tackle out of uh, Clemson. Okay, but, so, uh, he, so he... he, uh, he contradicted himself right but but i think but i think that shows just how volatile those first 16 picks are and it's again i don't think these the cornerbacks are going to be there because i think everyone's thinking like the rest of us do is that you can get quarterbacks tackles and corner pass rushers and cornerbacks and tackles at the beginning you get those four things everything else after that the good luck and i think that's why there might be a run hopefully there isn't it'd be great to get a cornerback but who knows i don't i just i just want joey porter that'd be pretty cool i don't uh these other corners whatever you know i don't know We've got four or five corners in the in the locker room right now. What's another? What's another gonna? Okay, coming up in the second half, uh, the Jaggy Awards, the ten worst Twitter accounts from Pittsburgh. We'll focus on the Steeler ones. That's coming up with Jim Stam from the Pirates Fan Forum podcast. Plus, we will talk about who should get the number zero. Mm. Hang on. Welcome back. It's the second half of what Jin's talking about. I've got a very special guest with me. Uh, you may remember from a year ago this time, the inaugural Jaggies. The Jaggies Awards, the worst social media accounts in Pittsburgh. They're back for year two. So joining me is the creator, the producer, the host of the Jaggies from the Pirates Fan Forum podcast at for the city underscore four one two Jim Stam. Welcome back to the show, dude. Uh, it's been a while, and it's good to be back and uh, catching up on the Jaggies round two. Um, people seem to really like it, man. It's a cathartic experience. It's important news. It's it's important because you know so much of uh you know well we specifically focus on Steelers Twitter so negative and you know I think the the latest rankings have us as the eighth or ninth most negative fan base which I think is an improvement over last year. It, it pro- we we probably can't get well we could get worse as Steelers <laughs> as Steelers fans but um yeah it's uh you, you know Twitter's a war zone man whether it's Man, Steelers, Penguins even this year. The, I mean, Pirates, you know, Pitt's about the only one where people are sane, and that's that's insane. So, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, yeah, so it was fun again. Let's break down the the Steeler representatives, the, 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 the accounts of Steelers Twitter to make your list this year. We're going to start at number nine, a newbie to the list in 2023, although proof that you can teach an old dog whistle new tunes. It's Steiger World at number nine, new to 2023. What, what, uh, what brought him into the top 10 this year? You know, he almost made it uh, last year, but uh, he is just the most I'm going to make up a word here, curmudgeon-y <laughs> uh, guy. You know, you would think that someone at his age, he'd be enjoying life. Everything that comes out of his mouth is either negative or judgmental or 
Um, just he's just you know um, I, I, the guy the guy deserves a spot. I had to get him on this year. <laughs> right, two years in a row is is a trend. You know you can't you can't snub <laughs> him twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming in at number eight, the former champ knocked down all the way to number eight. It's Blitzberg. Um, and nothing has changed from Blitzburg from from my point of view. What do you see that knocked him out of the top spot? Well, what knocked him down was um, I think more people have kind of caught on that uh, that's a bit of a clown car of an account. <laughs> um, although the follower count, just, it just blows my mind. And what really bothers me is, like, people think that, like, that dude is like a representative of this city or, you know, this fan base. And I just, man, that really bothers me. And people that take Twitter too seriously and are big tough guys, man, we got to roast them. Like, that's (laughs) like, uh, come on. Like this, this is not real life. This is supposed to be fun. Um, so yeah, he, he, he still deserved a spot, but I couldn't put him up as high. He, you know, he's one of these accounts and there's a couple, uh, that, you know, they start with just, you know, highlights or fun picks and then they grow a following and they think they got to show some more of their personality. And then you realize, wait a minute, can't we just go back to the highlights and picks? Yeah. Less, less is more, man. Like, the, the, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, the insights you get onto some of the, into the, some of these people, um not really flattering uh, to put it kindly so you know like hey we're all human we all have good days bad days when you start threatening people on twitter and doing all that kind of stuff come on man yeah come there's on. there's few people the more you get to know on twitter the more empathy you have <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you, it's like a, a little peek behind the curtains okay but you know don't come out full monty because it's you know that's that's when it gets ugly unless you're the number five ranking on the jaggies for last year number 10 leaping five spots it's andrew filipponi in in a year where uh he actually some of these guys were confused this year with kenny as a rookie like do we want to just go in on the hate immediately and uh, i think someone like filipponi was confused at sometimes whether to draw that line between loving your new rookie quarterback or just hating everything well yeah and you know like listen here's the thing about pony like he's not a dumb guy he knows what he's doing right and he knows that if you want to get any type of interaction on Twitter, talk about Steelers quarterback. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's 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 low hanging fruit to me. I think he thinks his audience. It's a shame because he probably could be a good addition to the sports scene. I don't necessarily think he's a bad guy. I just think he's made a decision of I'm going to go like the. Uh, cheap route and just talk like stuff that's going to get me engagement instead of just using your brain and using like your knowledge and your 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 good sports acumen to like lead the conversation why can't we why can't we just do that and well I think you know in these attempts to be um, you know, the center of, of the Twitter attention or to be outrageous. I think there's been some real backfire moments. I think of, you know, Filipponi was the source when the Boomer Esiason show was spouting off stuff like, oh, Mitch got in a fist fight with DJ. And then that come back to just Filipponi kind of like talking squawk. And there are yes. repercussions to some of this behavior. Right. And, and, and like the thing that I, the thing that always I wonder about is like, you know, it, it, your colleagues probably don't love that. It makes everybody look bad. Like we're, listen, we're not media. We're just having fun. <laughs> right. But like, that's actually like a profession. And when people do things like that, or like when he said he had John Clayton on who, uh, God rest his soul, but he, they were talking about Bud Dupree last year and they came up with some like wild Bud's going to get like, it might have even been wait a, minute, a couple years ago now, or we might get a one-year, $7 million deal. And Bud Dupree laughed at it <laughs> and then turned around and signed a multi-million dollar, multi-year deal. And it's like, man, Andrew, just, you know, can we not just be, can we not just be better than this? If the fan base held some of these guys to their predictions or to their speculation, then I think 
you know, everyone would realize there, you know, there is no clothes on the emperor or whatever the saying is. <laughs> yeah, no, like if you think about it, um, the only way these guys make it is if we give them the attention. So maybe I'm part of the problem, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, somebody look, look, put it on me. Like there have been people who have DM me and been like, man, I don't know why you, I don't know why you get into all this and why you do it. And I'm like, you know, because I think people put up with all this garbage 364 days out of the year on social media and they deserve a good roasting about it. Don't they? <laughs> I mean, like, don't they? It's like, and people are like, people are always like afraid to interact when it's like the jaggy. Sometimes I think they feel like they don't want to get involved, which is fine. I get it, but come on, man, this is a, this is a train wreck type situation <laughs> where you, you cannot not look away. So like you may be quiet, but you're watching, you're watching and reading this. I think anyone who spends the time on Twitter has to be invested because um, I mean, we see the same we see the same names day in and day out. Well, in fact, we'll, you know, number three holding tight at number three for two years in a row. Uh, Colin Dunlap, another another fan guy. Yeah, yeah, the fan man. I, listen, God bless people that listen to the fan, but can you <laughs> honestly listen to that stuff for more than? three minutes i mean by then you'll be at commercial break anyway on the fan <laughs> because it's all just commercials but can can you listen to that I, I cannot like i can i just can't do it as soon as you figure out what the point of view is going to be yeah it's just like okay tune out you know although i'm i'm still salty that it's not b94 that's my generation oh, God. <laughs> you you just lost like ha at least half the listeners are like B ninety four. What is that? Right. Oh man. Wow. I can still remember hearing you... Nirvana for the first time on B ninety four. So that's you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I used to listen to the Humpty Dance on B ninety four. So that doesn't tell you how old I am. So, but uh, you know what I've noticed about these guys all across? It hit me today, and it's something that I think is really interesting because like. I've always kind of thought that people that lack this chip, if you will, are a little bit kind of boring and don't interest me. But take a look at that list and the people we've talked about and the other people that are on it. No sense of humor. No, <laughs> like, like go down the list. Like, no self-deprecation. No sense of humor. Take themselves too seriously. Like, it's actually it's actually kind of incredible that you could check off almost every one of them and say they just don't they lack that and that's a that's that to me is boring. Yeah, and especially with your number one because you think this guy you know he he can he can dish it out, but uh, if you ever reflect the mirror bucket back on him and it is sour grapes to the max. I'm talking about Mark Madden, last year's number two, now our reigning Jaggies champion. Yeah, you know, last year I might have outsmarted myself, you know, thinking about, or maybe I was just like, you know what, I don't, I don't want people to just think it's going to be number one. He's going to be number one, and then not have any suspense with it. So this year I was like, nope, let's put him where he belongs. <laughs> and I thought I dragged him especially well in that, and like, you know, I even got the Ric Flair dig in on it. You know, hey, it's Twitter got so many characters to to get in that dig, but. Um, yeah, man, like he's, he, you know, you want to talk about a guy that plays a character. I'll, I'll say one positive thing about Madden is that uh, listening to the fan makes me want to tune in to Madden. That's the only, that's the only <laughs> thing I'll say. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and if if Madden would just stick to actual like maybe just like hockey knowledge, that's not that's not a bad spot for him. But he long ago kind of. I think he I think he started believing the character that he likes to play, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he uh, he he's totally deserving a number one for sure. Totally, totally. Um, and maybe a lifetime achievement, Jaggy, coming up in the future. <laughs> dude, dude, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Let me give you one. just a couple accounts, maybe to keep your eye on for 2024. Uh, these are Steeler specific that I think. Uh, okay. Definitely worthy of your radar. Probably already uh -huh. on your radar. Uh, first off, the obviously not Tomlin account. Talk about a guy who went from, you know, funny to now is completely dark side. 
yeah, yeah. He, he was. He's on. He's on that short list too. Who else you got? You know, Anybody this is else? this is a uh, you know. Well, I'll give you two dark horses. Um, first off, a, 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 a extreme dark horse, Bob Pompiani for his game day. His live tweeting during game day is is uh, is he's slightly dark side there. I, I you know he sits there next to Tomlin every Thursday for the interview and, and he's fine. But then come game day, there's a little he gets a little dark side. Does he? Okay, you know what? Um, I've kind of been. Uh, God, it's hard. It's hard. I think Pomp is such a good guy that, like, I, I, I would actually feel bad typing that he would be on the Jaggies. <laughs> like, I would. I feel like I'd, I'd have to call up Lisa, his wife, and say, Lisa, I apologize, <laughs> and uh, you know. So uh, I'm gonna steer clear of Pomp. I'll, I will say that. All right. Well, then uh, one more maybe. Um... You know, Steeler Insider himself, Jim Wexel. Uh, man, when he's not uh, when he's not putting his knowledge to use, he can be a bit of a uh, grump. Yeah, um, here's the thing too. Like, do, wh- where did we get to the point where you have to be condescending? Yeah, you know, with 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 the people that you I don't know depend on for readership, viewership, interaction, clicks, like. There are plenty of smart, educated fans out there that, believe it or not, aren't your typical morons. So, like, <laughs> to get treated like that every time you talk to someone, man, it's certainly jaggy worthy. That's for sure. You know, it's like if you have if you have uh, something to teach, it's like you know, bring it with a. It's like make a joyful noise or something. You know, it's like you have sure. instead of being like you know you're dumb and said to be like, this is why you're wrong. Or I don't know. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's Twitter. You so know, it, yeah. <laughs> you know who else? You, Bouchette would do that too. Yeah. It, yeah. Ed Bouchette would do that too. It's like, come on, man. Like, you know, people are, you, you if you have to host a chat and you don't like it, quit your job. <laughs> Talk to your boss about it. Don't be an a-hole to the people that are showing up to actually chat with you. So, you know, the ego, the ego, like ego with people also like, man, nobody's better than anybody else. Like, come on. Can we drop the whole like ego stuff with 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 this? That also that also will get you a quick little spot on the jag. Oh, yeah. And resentment. You know, no one is out here making millions off of their podcast or their blog or their Twitter feed. You know, so I see a lot of resentment from, you know, some of the old guard who probably thinks that maybe their audience should be bigger, maybe their influence should be bigger, um, and they're yeah, losing out to people like Blitzberg, you know? <laughs> right, right. And truthfully, there are probably some people, hey, if you've, if you've cut your teeth and, like, you got your education and you wrote and you were on the writing side and then you're on the television and media side and you do see some idiots, I'm sure there's probably, you know, there's probably times where you're like, really this is who i've got to share the space with now (laughs) but not everybody's like that you know so there are some damn talented people that do podcasts and blogs and things of that nature in pittsburgh they're man and first of all there's room for everybody yeah come on definitely you know um well uh you know before i let you go tease what you have you know it's we're about to hit uh we'll talk briefly pirates we're about to hit opening day what uh, what's in store yeah. over at the uh, pirates fan forum pirates next week we've got opening the home opener coming up uh when we sit down to record this week um and it'll air on saturday morning uh on the dk pittsburgh sports podcast network and uh, it will be a season preview. We're going to talk record. We're going to talk NL Central. We're going to talk who we are expecting to have good seasons, who might not, uh, maybe who can make the All-Star game, MVP, things of that nature. So it's going to be one of those like season preview type shows. Is, uh, just tell me, is this the season? Is this the season? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Uh, they they are going to be, uh, I think, better. But I think next year and the following years after that, then they've got a chance. This year's still going to have some some uh, speed bumps in it for sure. 
hey, well, if, if we, it's a permanent speed bump, so we, we know what that's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so just, you know, just uh, just it's business as usual right now. But, like, I think there's a little bit more buzz about them. They're going to be better. We'll see how much. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to break down the Jaggies with us again. We're always watching these guys every week. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have you back when there is a, a new list of Jaggies. Hey, listen, man, the Jaggies, uh, it's like it's like um, preparing. It's like when you win a Super Bowl the very next day, you're already preparing for next year. <laughs> so I've already got I've already got my list and I just watch, man. Hey, like people, people make it easy for me. And uh, yeah, so let's uh, we'll write it down right now. Let's do it again next year and we'll see who makes lists. So it's in my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Jim. Thanks for thanks so much for uh, for hanging out. All right, here we go, Steelers. All right, the band is on the field. Let's get to some odds and ends. We'll put two minutes on the clock, but we won't. We'll take more than two minutes. All right, um, some quick odds and ends mm-hmm. at J Jasir Football, JPA Football. Breaking NFL owners just approved the proposal to allow players to wear number zero. This is what everyone wanted. The number zero on a jersey. I, I, th- I, I see. I think it's weird that it wasn't allowed before because I think it's been allowed in basketball, right? Pretty sure you could wear number zero in the NBA. I don't I know guess. about the NHL, and I don't think you can in baseball. But it uh, is it a desired number? Well, I mean, it's it's it would be something cool to be different. Didn't I just see immediately that Calvin Ridley say he was going to wear it with the Jags? I feel like I saw that like moments after it came out. He said he was going to. I I think being the first guy to do zero is cool. I don't know about like two years from now, zero is all that cool. And then can you do double zero if you have single zero? Uh, I, I think maybe you can't. My guess would be you couldn't camp. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you can uh, uh, other than that. But who, de- it, who deserves the zero for Pittsburgh? I, I don't know. if They don't give out the one. I don't know. I don't know right. if they would give out the zero. Well, I mean, I, I, I can see wanting it if you were a kicker. But, like, man, you wouldn't want it as, like, a quarterback. Mm. You wouldn't. I mean, I, I, a wide out kind of makes sense. But, like, it's, you know what, this just hit me, this is so dumb, but, like, I could see a guy, like, you know, like, McCutcheon for baseball wears 22, catch 22, catch 22. I could see, like, a guy whose name starts with O, or, like, his last name starts with O, like, Ozzy, or Osmondson, or something, you know, Oscar, and he's the guy that wears O out there. Like the big O. Right, that's the kind of dumb thing I could see happening at, uh, but I also imagine, it's, but, I mean, yeah, so that, that, but that would be it, it would be like a branding kind of thing at, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, how Dion said that he you have to earn the single digits when you play at Colorado. I'm kind of like, I think you need to earn the zero. You have to do something about some people are like, oh, Pickens should be the zero. He has the attitude. Um, some people are like, oh, DJ should be the zero because he has zero touchdowns. But I don't. I- <laughs> but see, I th- Bill, but it's interesting you say that because I think that's the dichotomy because I, I don't think we've determined yet within like, you know, what, the 72 hours since the zero came out is zero cool or not. Yeah, You know, like we don't have a culture around it of like or an idea. It could be I'm zero because I'm awesome or it could be you're zero because you're a zero. Yeah. No one believed in me. I was a zero. But that, you know. I, right. But now I'm oh, like it, or I'm double zero. Yeah. It's we don't have a stereotype for it yet. But I, I it does say something that in like the almost 100 years we've been doing this, this is the first time it's really come up to be like someone w- might want to wear zero. Yeah. I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I like zero yet. Um, I'm uh, I don't know. But it could also be that like, you know, there'll be a kid starting football in a couple years that, you know, hey, he likes zero at the end, you know, when he was six and he's worn it his whole life and then he'll wear it in the show and maybe it'll mean something then like i laugh at that okay okay coach <laughs> um let's why don't we why don't we uh briefly touch on steelers march madness okay. uh the wrapping up the you know we started with 64 moments what was it three weeks ago now i can't remember yeah, it, seems like an inf- it seems like it seems like infinity last year uh now we've whittled, whittled it down to the final i have been I, through this process, I've kind of 
uh, been taking the viewpoint that the Immaculate Reception is not the greatest moment. You know, going mm-hmm. into this, it was like, oh, it's going to simple, obviously, mm-hmm. the Immaculate Reception. But then mm-hmm. the more that I've, you know, studied these plays and moments, um, the more I'm thinking, you know, the, just, just because the standard is Lombardi's. The standard of the standard is Lombardi trophies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, winning seasons doesn't matter. You know, it's Lombardi's. So in that argument... The Immaculate Reception is as symbolic as a moment it was, as it was, um, is not on par with some of these Super Bowl moments. People have given me some real pushback on that. Well, yeah, I mean, the argument's always going to be that uh, without the Immaculate Reception, none of those other Super Bowl moments ever occur. I mean, it's for those of you uh, that are my age, uh, it's the same argument that, and I do believe it in this case because I was around for it, is that without that comeback against the Jets and uh, Roethlisberger's uh, rookie year, the Steelers don't win Super Bowl forty. Uh, if they lose that first game, then they don't win the next year. And I think that's probably one of the stronger counter arguments. Um, a moment that I missed on the on the on the sixty four. Well, it's not one specific moment. I mean, what's the moment in that game? It's you know, Doug O'Brien misses that kick or whatever uh, uh, late in the fourth. You know, and Ben stops throwing interceptions and has that calm, methodical drive in overtime. I mean, there's no. It's hard to have best moments, calm, methodical drive after <laughs> winning. You know, coin toss. I mean, that's 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 a great thing and what they needed, but it doesn't count as uh, uh, one shining moment. Maybe. All right, so. Let's- Let's, I'll let, let you pick the final then. If the, the final is the Immaculate Reception versus Debo's Interception, um, that's the greatest Steeler moment of all time. I mean, it, it, I guess since I was around for it, I'd vote for Debo. I mean, just because it's, it's, yeah, they don't win that Super Bowl without that game, which we now see. I'm not sure. You know, if they just hold the Cardinals to a field goal there, it would have felt like a great victory. But... You know, it's I've always been, I guess, a two minds of that. If, it, you know, that defense was so good, but if they don't get that big lead, do they remember to cover Larry Fitz in the fourth quarter? I mean, obviously, Larry Fitz is one of the greatest players of all time, so maybe it's not a question of remembering to cover him. And it's, you know, do they win that game if Debo just bats that pass away and they kick the field goal? Maybe the defense doesn't break down. So, it, uh, boy, that's a tough one. That's a coin flip now that we think about it. it and, you know, what's kind of been blowing my mind is, through all this is it's been 15 years since Super Bowl Forty Three, mm-hmm. which – which, you know, when I look back at Super Bowl 30 and it was like, well, that was 15 years since the dynasty era. Mm-hmm. And back then I was like the dynasty era, man, one of the dinosaurs. That was so long ago. Like, yeah, too bad I didn't get to experience that. And now I'm thinking, wow, it's now it's been 15 years since the Super Bowl 43. It has. And what I say helps a lot with that exact thing is that, thank God, it was filmed in HD. Like when you watch it on YouTube, it doesn't look like the difference in TV quality between Super Bowl 30 and Super Bowl 14 is dramatic. It's it's even more dramatic from forty three from you know for, from forty five to thirty from forty three to thirty, but it's not it's not as dramatic from like now till Super Bowl forty three. It looks the same, at, uh, which is thankful. And that was John Madden's last game he ever called. Did well, you know that? Um, I, ne- I didn't find that out until recently. It rings true now that you say it, but yeah. I don't think it was something. Uh, it, yeah. it never sunk in for me at the time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. maybe I give maybe I need to cut some slack to Steeler fans because I'm kind of like. Uh, I'm kind of like that old timer from, you know, back in the day, like, oh, I remember the dynasty years. And then I'm thinking like, oh, come on. Super Bowl 43 was just not too long ago. Right. Exactly. For these young guys, they're like, we haven't won a playoff game in my whole life or something. So, but we should be able to play the clip from now on of you saying, maybe I should cut some Steeler fans some slack. We could bring that back in a later show. (laughs) Uh, Do I really want to? No, 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 no. Well, that's, that's something to think about at the time other than in late March. A kind of celebration of ignorance. I'm sorry, I'm being ignorant. I will not cut anyone slack. No slack to be cut. Uh, at least now that uh, now the Twitter's going away. I don't know. That's what we've been talking about. I guess so. Um, Proposably. Will this conversation continue? Probably. I don't know. If Twitter goes away, like, like, you know, you mentioned it, like, the boneheads on Twitter aren't going anywhere. Right. It's the, you know, it's the kind of the verified accounts. It's the... Um, you know, it's kind of the creators and such. We'll see if the athletes stay. Um, well, I imagine like a lot of news organizations will pony up the money for uh, whatever paid Twitter blue nonsense we have. 
Well, I mean, I'm spitballing. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tempted to. I want to kind of open up a Slack channel for the fans and get the conversation going there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes on Slack, the conversation is better than what people are putting out on their podcasts or yes. on their Twitter feeds. I'm like, the Slack conversation needs to be. You know, we need to involve the fans on that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, tweet at me if you think... If you're sick of Twitter, you want to keep the conversation going, let me know. Maybe we'll... Uh, Start a Discord. Uh, you know, something. I know. It's it, it just saying that made me get smaller. Um, in the meantime, I'm at Kyle Kreiss on Twitter and stuff. TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on there, too. I don't know. What about you, Greg? I'm giving in to... I'll do twi- TikTok later this year, maybe. But for now, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Greg Benevent to V's and Boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Uh, oh, I want to give the final... We got a uh, We got a little... Uh, not hate mail, but... <laughs> What's the opposite of that? I always forget. I don't know. <laughs> what is the opposite of hate? I, so rare to me. At... Cheney, JMD, Joshua Cheney. What Ian's talking about is underrated gold. You and Greg Benevin are awesome, along with the rest of the SCN gang. Thanks for the content. Underrated gold. I'm going to not take that in the best possible light. Underrated? What? I, this, 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 I mean, these, these, all, all joking aside, these things are wonderful to hear. It's always worth it. I need your positive feedback, or else I'm just going to stuff my face with uh, triple stuffed Oreos. And my doctor says that's not a great idea. So... <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, when we are in the throngs of April, and, and the mocks actually have a little bit of meaning. Nah. Until then, keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. Gosh, that's so loud. What? <laughs>